Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Firebrand Barbecue does it better than anyone else. Why? Because they're the immortals of the barbecue. Online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au or in store at Arndell Park, where we're dealing with, now get this, over 550 square metres of barbecue heaven. There's a massive range of barbecues, smokers, rotisseries and fire pits. There's a cafe, a deli, the country's widest range of barbecue pantry items and, of course, their fuel products as well. Saturday is market day with 20% off all fuel products. It's the day to visit. Lift your barbecue game and check out firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP and let them know we sent you. You'll be sizzling soon. This is the weekend session, UBUT. On this edition, we've got a whole lot to get through with a guy who represented Australia in two sports. He has just released a book. He's been in the headlines of late too. And to top it off, he just loves his barbecue and smoking. Matty Rogers, first question is the most important one. How are you, mate? And how are you feeling? I'm going good. I've been busy, but um, you know it's been good getting out and meeting lots of people and and signing lots of books. And um, yeah, it's 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 gone really well to date, and uh, yeah, been received tremendously. So a little overwhelming the response, but um, yeah, for for those people that message me on social media, I'm sorry I haven't been getting back to everyone. It's impossible. There's too many of you, but um, just a big thank you. Yeah, you've launched um, the book just this week, a father son. Raw, it's in your face. Uh, are you happy with it and the story it tells? I am, mate. It's um, it, it's just an honest account of you know what my life was like growing up and mm. um, and how I uh, ended up in the in, the, in the in situations that I did. And um, you know, obviously, there's a bit of footy thrown in there, but yep. um, yeah, look, uh, it's it's a book that I hope people take some inspiration out of. Um, you know. Life hasn't always been rosy um, and, you know, faced my fair share of challenges along the way. And, you know, I just want people to know that, you know, um, there's light at the end of the tunnel. As bad as things may be, you can take positive out of it. Um, you know, at, at time, may, you may not feel like you can, but in time, um, you know, time is a great healer. And uh, you can find some good in sometimes the worst situations. We've spoken about it before and, and the reality of life is not every day is a good day. Uh, but the bonus that I've found out is we never have to do today again. We can make tomorrow tomorrow. You were seriously hands-on with the book, uh, literally footballer turned writer. That's right. Yeah, I, I did write it. Um, after after my wife wrote a book about raising our, our son, Max, um, you know, raising a child on the spectrum and, and the challenges that that posed and so on, I mean, she, it was a tough write for her. She, she went pretty deep into all that sort of stuff and the book was received tremendously. Um, obviously, you know, I touch on that in my book and uh, amongst other things with mum and dad and, and um, the challenges that, you know, a football career um, poses in relationships and the yeah. like and, I, uh, I I just after advice from Chloe, she you know she was right. There, there was just too much stuff that um, couldn't go through another filter. It had to come from me, and yep. uh, I, I agreed to write the book. And 
Thank goodness there are editors out there, mate, because um, punctuation and grammar is probably not my strong suit. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I wrote every word of it, and, um, yeah, I'm really stoked with the way it's finished up. Mate, uh, you spoke of Max. Some massive news in the family over the last fortnight. Maxi, who, as you said, is on the spectrum, has his first job. That is absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing and brilliant. I, I cannot tell you how big my smile is about that. And as are we, mate, he he has been that keen to get work. You know, it hasn't been without its challenges, I'll tell you. Uh, But, you know, he's he's got a job at the Outback Steakhouse at Pacific Pair. So if you're there on a Friday, Saturday night or Sunday lunch, you'll see Maxie getting around there, say g'day. But, um, look, he, he just came home from his trial and I've just, you know, to see the real joy in his face and yep. and the excitement that he's going to be able to make his own money and save money and he's telling me what he's going to buy and, you know, just he, I'm just so proud of him, you know. I mean, they're little, they're, they're, it's a big big milestone for any any kid to get their first yeah. job and, um, you know, look, 14 years ago, you know, we, we didn't know whether he was going to talk or not. So, mm. um, you know, for us as a family, um, you know, we couldn't be prouder and, yeah, he, he's a happy kid, mate, I tell you. How proud is he of the achievement? He wouldn't see it as an achievement. Oh. He'd just see it, I guess, as a progression and something different. But he'd be wrapped, wouldn't he? No, oh, mate. He, he, he just, he's, he's jumping with joy, mate, literally. Yeah. He came in and he was just jumping around and he was so excited that, um, you know, they'd offered him a role and, uh, mate, just, yeah, couldn't be happier, mate. He, he's, he's absolutely stoked. And I tell you, that they will get one hell of an employee because he will go there with the most amazing attitude, and mate, he will work his tail off. And um, you know, he's been uh, that keen. So uh, yeah, it's finally come to fruition, which is really cool. Mate, onto a little bit of footy season done for twenty twenty two. What did you make of the GF? Just uh, Penrith too good, mate. You know, look, unfortunately, predictable. Yeah. Uh, which is what we never really want our game to be. You know, we, we, we want that unpredictability. But, look, you know, credit to Penrith. They've, they've put together a phenomenal roster, um, you know, across the board. You know, look mm. what they did in all, all four grades. But, um, you know, I, I thought if, if Parramatta could have got away to a good start, yeah. you know, they could have rattled them. But, um, you know, Penrith just didn't allow it. Uh, I, I, was, I was rooting for Parramatta, not because – I was a Parramatta fan when I was a kid, but Steve Murphy, um, their assistant coach and trainer, is just a one of the greatest men in rugby league. Um, I just would have would have loved to have uh, seen him, um, you know, get some silverware. And mm. you know, his effort and his commitment to his players is is as good as any coach that I've played with. And um, yeah, it was sad, but uh, you know, Parramatta lived to fight another day. There's another season coming up next year, and they're back at it again. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how. Penrith fair losing a few key players, but uh, just seems to, to be they're on a bit of a production line at the moment and they're, they're just rolling them through. So uh, let's hope that uh, we have a little bit more unpredictability next year. You're still a footy fan, Matty? I know you're a tragic sports oh. fan, but do, do you still love sitting down and watching a good game? Oh, mate, I, I love it. You know, I, I, you know I, I think this year I watched the best game of rugby league I've ever watched in my life, which was State of Origin 3. Yeah, and it wasn't because it wasn't because Queensland won. I, I actually said to my wife, with a few minutes to go in the game, I said, "Look, if, if New South Wales snatch this this game, I don't think I can be disappointed." Mm. But the the effort from both sides, the, the the physicality of it, the intensity from the first minute, you just yeah. you thought this has got to slow down, and it just didn't. 
it, it didn't. And, uh, mate, that's what we love about State of Origin, that intensity. And um, for two teams at the, at the peak of their powers, the best players in the world, um, yeah, it was just an absolute you know, pleasure to watch. And, you know, you wish every game could be like that. I, you know, I think we'd run out of players if we did, the physicality <laughs> of it. But, uh, mate, yeah, no, look, I love it. I, you know, I watch every game I can. Um, you know, being in the sports management world too, I want, I want to see what's going on, what's working, what 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 clubs are looking for, and uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, mate. I, I look, the, the game has had its detractors for, for one reason or the other, whether it's a bunker or yep. you know different um, interpretations of rules and you know certain things. But look, I, I think the game's healthy. I think it's in a good spot. Um, you know, like there's always, regardless of how good something's going to be. Uh, or something can be that there's always going to be people that you know want something changed yeah. or they're not happy with, with one thing or the other. Um, it's tough to please everyone, okay, mate. You're a smoker, and I am referring to food, meat, barbecue, barbecue. Yeah. You're right into it, you love it. I do, I, I absolutely love it. It's my uh time to just and, and, I, and I love, I love actually cooking too. Yeah. So I love preparing food for people and um. I love it. I love sitting down and and having you know the group um, that I that I'm feeding you know just rave about the food they're eating. You know, it makes me feel good that I've you know made up a, a good meal. I, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day, uh, actually a couple of pro surfers that I had over at my house a while back, and I was speaking to one of them, and he and he said, "Mate, he goes, we still rave about that tomahawk you cooked for us. That was the best steak." I've ever eaten. And that, this is like about six or seven years ago I did that. Wow. And, um, yeah, I said, well, mate, I've got to get you over for another one. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, just, I just love it. You know, I, I, um, I went off meat for a while and then I realised, nah, wrong. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. I watched that show, The Game Changes, and yeah, it, it sort of it, it got me. It, it sucked me in. And then, uh, yeah, then I, I lasted about two weeks. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I'm going back to cooking meat. <laughs> Came to your senses. What's your what's your setup at home, mate? I've got a, a big um, charcoal gravity fed smoker. Um, yeah. So I uh, look, it's it's probably cheating a little bit because I, I don't have to monitor the temperature. It's all it, it runs electronically, um, and I can I can control the temperature on my yeah. phone. Uh, but yeah, look. It's, you still got to go through the process of your preparation, and you know, you get your temperatures right in, in terms of the meat. Uh, but yeah, it's it's what I love about it is the ability to to create. You know, we had twenty eight people over at, at um, my house for Christmas, and I did these big prime rib roasts, and um, mate, they were just an absolute hit. The meat was just just so tender and beautiful, and. You know, had some nice sort of um, salt, pepper, and garlic rub on it. Yeah, basted it with this beautiful butter and and garlic and rosemary. Sort of, yeah, it was just oh. phenomenal. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's easy to cook for a lot of people in these things. I'll get you onto the website firebrandbarbecue.com.au. They have got all that stuff and some. It is uh, the barbecue mecca. You can shop in store in Sydney. You can get everything online and delivered as well. It is the ultimate. There's nothing better than a barbecue, but you've got to do it right. 
Firebrand Barbecue does just that. They are the Hall of Famers, the immortals of the barbecue, either in-store at Arndell Park or online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au. A family business, Aussie-owned and operated, it's the barbecue mecca for one reason. They are the best. It's more than just the meat. It's what you're cooking it on. It's what you're cooking it with. And they've got all the answers and all the items to improve your barbecue game. In store, we're dealing with over 550 square metres of barbecue heaven. There's a massive range of barbecues, smokers, rotisseries and fire pits. There's a deli, a cafe, Australia's widest range of barbecue pantry products and, of course, all their fuel products too. They're open six days a week for all the info you need to lift your barbecue game. Go to firebrandbarbecue.com.au. That's firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP. Okay, the weekend session. Your place. Yep. You're the host, you're the chef, and you want it to be the greatest Arvo of all time. Who are the eight you're inviting and why? Who do we start with? Well, the first two I start with are Steve and Carol Rogers, uh, mum and dad. Um, mate, my old man loved a barbie, but he was a shit-ass cook. So, <laughs> mate, he used to tell me, he used to tell me that, it, that like, you know, that, that he loved blue steak. But I don't think he loved blue steak. He just, he'd get the barbecue plate so hot that the outside would be burnt to a crisp before the inside was cooked. So it, <laughs> it was horrible. So I'd love to get him over for a, a nice uh, slow-cooked piece of meat and uh, show him uh, what good good barbecue actually does taste like. But um, And my mum my mum was just – my mum's such a character, man. Like, yeah. like you, you knew my mum. And, yep. and she, was, she would be at home in the sports bar at Northies mm. or she'd be at home having tea with the Queen. She was just – yeah. But she always had a story, and I'd need her there because after that had a few too many beers. She's the only she's the only person who could control him. So, um, <laughs> but she was she was just an absolute hoot. Um, loved every minute of, of the time. I uh, I cherish the time I have I have with my mum, and she's so dearly missed as his dad. Yeah. Uh, the, the next one, uh, you'll probably well you'll know this guy very well, Brett Kenny. Oh, um, yeah. Bert was my absolute hero as a kid. Um, Steve Rogers was my father, but Brett Kenny was my my hero in terms of footy. I mean, obviously, my dad was my hero, and I, I was yep. chasing down my dad and all that sort of stuff. But Brett Kenny was removed from the household, and they sort of, you know, the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Well, I don't think I appreciated my dad's footballing skill until later in life, but Brett Kenny was always, you know, the one. And, and I met Brett Kenny, I think it was around 1981 or 1980, no, it might have been a bit later, actually. Probably eighty-two. Um, it was a, it was an inbound test. They played France at the SCG, I think. Yeah. And I remember meeting Brett in the race of the SCG as we we're, were walking in, sort of through the back of the members and down to the race there. And and I met him, and I was just starry-eyed, you know. And he, and he I remember him talking to me, you know. He's like, oh, "How are you?" You know, you're a sludges boy, eh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, what are you going to be when you grow up? I said, I'm going to be a footy player like you. And he goes, like your dad? I said, no, like you. And uh, he said, uh, he said, well, mate, you can do it. You know, just listen to your dad and train hard and you can do it. And um, I saw Bert 
2016 at the grand final lunch um, for Cronulla. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned that I went up and talked to him. I said, I had a conversation with you. And he, he reminded me of what he said to me and he told me where it was. Wow. And I'm like, that's exactly right. You know, so that's brilliant. he had a huge impact. He had a huge impact on me as a, as a child. Um, and yeah, yeah. Grateful, grateful for that. That is absolutely brilliant. And there is two guys that aren't immortals that I think should be immortals or immortals in waiting, both Dad and Bert, uh, who were genuinely one of a kind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, well I mean, what, what doesn't – I mean, Brett Kenny kept Boy Lewis out of a starting number six jersey in the train yeah. side. He's won premierships. He's – you know, I think the thing that holds Steve Rogers back from that immortal status is probably the fact that he never won a premiership. 100%. You know, you give him that premiership and that's, you know, lock, stock and barrel. But Bert certainly had all of that. Mm. And um, I reckon if I was a Parramatta fan and, and a tragic, I'd be I'd be starting the campaign for it because uh, I think he certainly deserves it. Uh, the next one who I'd have would be Michael Jordan. Just as a as a... Young professional athlete growing up in those early night in those early to mid nineties, and he was at the peak of his powers. Um, seeing what he went through, leaving the game, coming back to it, just the mental and his mentality. Um, yeah. I just, I was in awe of that. As a, and I, you know, I read all these books, and um, I just think, you know, what an absolutely phenomenal athlete. And I just like to get inside his head for five minutes and just find out, you know, what he was going through and what what it was like to be that guy, you know. Um, it was just, yeah, phenomenal. It's amazing, so. Daddy. Um, I think it's a sign we're actually – I don't know if we're maturing, but we're all growing up and growing older in the fact that we don't want to talk it to these superstars necessarily about how many three-pointers they scored or the best game they played. We want to talk to them about their mindset, about their processes, about their theories. We want to – we almost want to tap in to what they've got to see how we can utilise it in our day-to-day life. Yeah, absolutely. And – you know, I, I lean on so many of those lessons I learn in sport in my business life now, um, you know, about, you know, culture and team building and, you know, work ethic and, you know, goal setting and, yeah. and the like. And, I mean, he was so big and still is so big. Yeah. How does he manage his time? Yeah. You know, like, you know, that just, just this, that. Like, you know, you're getting pulled in every different direction. How do you manage that? Um, yeah, so, mate, I'd, I'd love to to sit down with him and, um, yeah, have a few uh, – have a glass of wine and a cigar and chat about that. That would be really cool. I know he likes wine and cigars, so <laughs> I'd make sure I'd have the best wine and the best cigars on hand for him. Perfect. Who's next on the list? Uh, next on the list, um, George Lucas, big Star Wars fan. And yeah. I, I've, I've seen a little bit of the – the backstory about the making of Star Wars, the original Star Wars, yep. and the budgetary issues that they had and the time frame it was getting built. And, you know, we see these amazing films and that's created a, you know, a dynasty in terms yeah. of film. Um, I'd just love to just to get the full story, you know, like what Very it was cool. like trying to appease a network, blowing out budget. How do you go sitting in front of a producer saying, look, I need more money, you know, and, 
he's got this vision in his head yep. to create something so outlandish yeah. and you've got this penny pinching you know <laughs> producer who's trying to yeah i just i just intri- it really fascinates me It'd i'm not sure if you've seen i'm not i'm not sure if you've seen the 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 tv show the offer no. that is on it's it's about the making of the godfather okay it is amazing like the stuff that they went through to make that movie and it's a true account and the producer of that show is actually the the produce is actually he was the guy oh wow. um yeah it's phenomenal it's okay. it, it's it's got miles miles teller in it the the, yep. the guy out of maverick um top gun maverick uh yeah it's a re- really good show and i'd love to get that story from george lucas i've seen parts of it but i'd love to see the whole um the whole kit i'd love i'd love to get deep into that you know that'd be love really cool that. love that so we're, we've got five and three spots left all right next one's tiger woods um i'm a golf tragic uh i, I personally believe he's the greatest golfer of all time yep um hasn't got the 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 record in terms of majors that Jack had, and that's taken nothing away from Jack, but I mm. just think the fields have, were so much deeper when Tiger played. You know, back in, in Jack's day, there probably wasn't as many people that could come up and win as there was in Tiger's day. I think he, you know, the pressures that were on his life to yeah. come back after all that he'd been through, self-inflicted, obviously, yeah. uh, a lot of it, uh, to come back and win the Masters the way he did. Uh, the feeling that that I, you know, I want to, I'd love to talk to him about that walk down. Um, you know, when all the people came in behind him. Um, yeah, I just, just, yeah, and and I'd love to have a game of golf with him too. So maybe if I got into a barbecue, I can convince him to take me out for nine holes and <laughs> hit some balls, <laughs> get it? some tips off him. Yeah, so, uh, perfect. Yeah, I, that was one I'm, of the I'm great a, sporting I'm, moments. It really was. Oh, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, just to see someone. You know, come back and so many people had written him off. Yeah. You know, so many people had written him off. And um, look, I, I'd, I'd love to see him back there again. I just think, that, you know, the me- mental aspect, getting over the mental aspect and, and, he's, and the physical injuries he had, I, I'd, 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 I'd love to think I could see him doing it again. Mm. But I, I think, that, you know, seeing him try to read putts now with his leg in the pain he's in, he can't get down and read them properly. Yeah. And I just... I just think it's it's going to be a real stretch. So it's a shame, but um, but I will say, um, I'm a big fan of young Charlie Woods' swing. I think there might be something on the horizon in terms of the Woods name still. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on that one. We might see more of it. Okay, we've got six down now. Two remain. Well, James Hatfield, the uh, lead guitarist and singer of uh, well, not lead guitarist. That's um, that's Kirk, but um, yeah, the guitarist for um, Metallica and singer for Metallica. Been a huge. I heard. I heard the song "Blackened" on their yeah. Justice for All album in uh, 1989. I remember I went over to a friend's house and I was laying in bed, and um, he put that song on, and I just, just, I was like, "Who the hell is this? Yeah. These guys are amazing!" And yeah. fell in love with that band from that day. Followed them. I've, I've been to a concert of theirs in Sweden. I've been concerts in Australia. Um, I actually was it was backstage, and I got to ha- I got to hang out with um, with Kirk and Rob, their bassist, um, and just had chats with them. And it was like wow. 
just a pinch yourself moment. Yeah. But James was sort of like a little bit aloof. I, I said hello to him, and but but I know he's right into his cars, and yep. you know he's he's battled he's battled alcoholism and addiction, and you know he just he, he just seems to be able to you know, he's overcome a lot in his life uh, to the point where now you know he's doing amazingly, and yeah. I just what what intrigues me is about that band is uh, so big yeah, and they've been so big for so long and they've survived. And, and it's like, a, it's they, they, they've got out of the whole, like let's, you know, rock and roll and trash things and party and go crazy. It's a business for them. Yeah. And I'd love to just understand how they treat it and, you know, what they do and, you know, in their spare time and what, what they enjoy doing. And yeah, I think you'd be an, an awesome guest to have at a barbecue. They'd be non-alcoholic beer there for James. because I know he doesn't drink anymore. There we go. We'll sit him next to mum. And who's the last one? Well, the last one's my wife because if I had these guys there and she wasn't there, she's a massive she's a massive Star Wars fan. She loves Metallica as well. She bought our tickets to go to a, a concert in, in Sweden when we were over there. And um, I think if I didn't bring my wife along to meet these people, then she'd be uh, she'd be furious. But yep. I do actually genuinely love spending time with my wife. I just I couldn't do my life without her, and I'm I'm I, I'm just in awe of that woman, what she does, you know, what she did with our, our son, mm. the charity she started that we, we now run, um, the, 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 the mother that she is and the wife that she is, I'm, uh, I'm grateful. So uh, she'd definitely be the, the, uh, the person on the list I'd have there. She probably should be number one, but I've saved her, I've saved her for last. Saved the best till last, they say. There we go. Steve Rogers, Carol Rogers, that is, Mum and Dad, Brett Kenny. Michael Jordan, George Lucas, Tiger Woods from Metallica, James Hatfield and his lovely wife, Chloe. That is a super weekend session. What's your specialty, Rap? What would you be cooking up to impress? I'm really enjoying um, doing a a pulled pork at the moment. I just feel like I've nailed it and um, I love uh, pulled pork tacos yeah, uh, but I, but I, I'm also I'm, I'm also a big fan of of, of that prime rib roast. Uh, just that slow cooking that, and then um, you know, pumping the heat up at the death just to get a little bit of a char on the outside, yeah. and baste it with that butter, rosemary, and garlic. It's um, it's pretty special. So probably probably a couple of those. So probably that'll be on the menu. Appreciate your time, mate. Uh, sounds like a wonderful weekend, and I I certainly hope to catch you for a smoke soon. All right, good on you. Thanks, Andy. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Three episodes, three interviews every week, all off-season. Make sure you come back soon, legends.